When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. Turner Sparks just got married and has moved home to America after 12 years living in China. Sir Michael Ira Kaplan has two kids, a wife, a job, and has spent his entire life in the USA. Neither one can figure their country out. This is Lost in America. Everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 85. My name's Turner Sparks. I am famous podcaster Mike Kaplan. You can find me at Turner B. Sparks on Twitter. You can find famous podcaster Michael B. Kaplan at <laughs> Cap, K-A-P, Cap in America on the podcast. Today, we have Allie Breen, comedian Allie Breen. Yes. Allie Breen, you know her. She does uh, she was Red Eye on Fox. She was uh, Greg Gutfeld, all those shows, all the Fox shows. Plus, she's done Craig Ferguson. She's a touring stand-up comedian. She goes around the world doing comedy. She's going to talk. She's going to be up in a minute. She's going to talk to us. She lived in France. She's lived all around the world. She lived in France for a while. She did six months traveling around Asia, all over the world. But before that, Kaplan. Yes. I think you have a soccer update for us. Is that correct? Oh, you want to know how the season's going? I want to know how Teddy, your six-year-old son's soccer team, is doing. Well, you know, last week I'm on pins and needles. Last week checked, we had been we lost fifteen to one. Although you said the goal didn't count because it was off an, a direct kick, indirect. Yeah, exactly. A few weeks ago, you told me that you scored the opening goal. Well, of the I game. didn't score. The team did. The team. Well, you you're the coach. You're the <laughs> yeah. Brad Stevens of this situation. Yeah. You take credit. You you scored. But it was they just kicked it straight into the goal without it touching yeah. anybody, which is illegal. Right. So we I told the team guys we can't do that this game. You got to kick. Yeah, do the right kick. And you know how they responded to that? How? They did not score a single goal. Yay! Next, oh, wait, that's bad. That's bad. The next we played in the rain. It was, like, pouring out. Everyone, you know, but they show up. They, this is like the, the this is a reverse of all. You think kids today don't do things in the rain? Exactly. They don't do things uphill? They do. Well, the they're side. not. These aren't millennials. These are younger than millennials. The next generation is going to be tougher than millennials. Their parents are millennials. Yeah, because their parents are listening to people complain about the millennials. And these so kids are going to be doing re- something about it. Yeah, kids rebel against their parents. Exactly. So it makes sense that all these, this generation kids, they're all going to be welders, yeah. and they're going to be firemen, real blue collar, because they, <laughs> they don't want to do what their parents Teddy did. is going to be welding, let which, me tell you. Which was nothing. <laughs> so, wow. That's so it. Okay, so, so wait, no, but how many of the other teams scored? Was it 0-0 zero, zero tie? scored, um, you know, they, as I like to say, they tell the kids, we're not supposed to keep score. The, everyone <laughs> on the team always knows the score. Oh. The other team reminded our team very often it was 9 nothing. At one point, Teddy said it was 10 nothing. You know what the problem was? What? Is that every they try to balance these teams out. They did not give us a ringer. Every team's supposed to have one ringer. This we don't have is... one. But there's six. But there's they, no ringers. They when try you're to six. balance them out by giving the kids that are a little special or whatever a little struggling. 
they're trying to put them on every team. But a couple things have happened here. One is that they're they're doing they were doing construction on one of the, the the pitch we had last year. We have less fields to work with, so they they cut off registration early. So we have less players. This is the biggest crock of shit. So what I'm t- this is my theory because I'm watching these games. Okay. There's less bad players this year. Less like kids who don't know what they're doing. The kids got also the kids got older in the league. Right. So the kids are better. So you can't count on what I'm trying to say is you can't count on. Like just scoring goals because the other team is also bad, because but they're all six. They're all six, but there's it's like the NBA in the '60s. We have less teams. We have contraction. We don't have ex- last year was expansion. There's less <laughs> teams this year, as I'm trying to say. And here's what this is what I w- want to say is the other team only had like three or four kids show up, and they were all good players. And their scrubs didn't show up because it was raining probably, and scrubs don't want to. Sh- Our kid, the whole team showed up. Wait. <laughs> so, you're saying that your excuse is that they only had three people on the team and you still lost? I'm saying the other team's coach was apologizing to us because he would love to have taken his star players out. He didn't have people to put in for them. and he's, he So had a you kid, went 11 on three He had a and kid who was fucking messy. This kid was, he took the ball and his Lionel foot, he moved. Messy. Lionel Messi. Yeah, he was, <laughs> what was our audience on who met Lionel Messi? No, Messi's? he also was a messy child. He's a messy, no. <laughs> like he had a kid who did a move that I actually stopped and was like, said to another parent, holy shit, did that. Because what I'm used to watching is it's like Braveheart style is what it was last year, where the teams just run into each other, sure. both armies attack, yeah. and it's like kids are falling over, and somebody emerges, and someone kicks the ball, and sometimes you get a goal, and it's kind of luck. It feels like luck. Yeah. This kid, some of these kids have skill now. <laughs> and you know, I'm not believing any of this. Well, and I'm telling you, one of the kids in our team was on our team last year. I know I, we kind of had some laughs at. He's gotten better. He's about on Teddy's level now. Oh, wow. Teddy, Teddy's kind of like still... Teddy peaked at five? Teddy kind of peaked at five. He's like... He, he had a good game last week. So, Coach Kaplan, are you on the hot seat? Well, I'm the assistant, remember? So, I can come on these Ooh. radios and kind of rip the team and, you know. <laughs> come on. I, I talk to my sources, the little birdies, to try to, to, you know, try to stoke the fires that if I were running the show, we would be doing things a little different. Well, see, no. The best, the best thing for an assistant coach is for the team to suck. Yeah. Because then they fire the head coach and you become the interim head right. coach. Or the team to be really good and then some other team hires you. Either because way. they think you got, yeah. You don't want to be down the middle. Yeah. So you're playing it right. But this coach, uh, you know, he he seems like he's going to show up the rest of the week. He promised me that. So I don't <laughs> I don't think I have. I'm like Shooter and Hoosiers. I don't really, if the coach gets kicked out and I got to coach the game, I got to drop the picket fence. Yeah. I kind of have to pull out my flask and have a drink at 9 in the morning. To, to, <laughs> yeah. The pressure. I don't want the pressure anymore. I, I did that. That's a long time ago. <laughs> All right. Well, what's the team name? We are the uh, Tornado Sharks. Last year like we were the that. Werewolf Sharks. Yeah. And we did have one of our games that we, the, the game that was a draw that I coached was against the Tiger Sharks. Big rivalry game. <laughs> Battle for Sharks. Supremacy. <laughs> the Shark Feud. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, the Shanghai Sharks could be like a. Oh, another, yeah, we'll yeah. get them in. Yeah. So. All right. Well, good luck to the Tornado Sharks. Yes, thank you. We I, need I it. Feel, I'm feeling a win. We're due. We're due. This week, 10 a.m., come to the pitch, everyone. Come cheer us on. And this week, also. I will be in Shanghai, China. All this week, I'm in Shanghai. I'm judging the Kung Fu Comedy Festival, the China International Comedy Festival, the Kung Fu Comedy Club. But this Sunday night, May 27th, I'm going to be headlining the festival for the closing night of the festival. Get tickets to that 7 p.m. So all your parents out there, you can get home early. Nice. Closing night. That's the night you want, right? That's what you want. You want to close out the whole You don't want to open. We've learned that. You don't want to (laughs) open. We learned that last week. I'll be doing it in English in China, ironically. All right. Last week was Chinese in America. Now it's English in China. You might throw in a Chinese word or two. Can you promise the crowd that? I can promise the crowd that. All right. And then next week, I'll be at the Merry Lion Comedy Club in Singapore on May, no, June 1st and 2nd. So get tickets to that. Merry Lion, good name. Amazon is an app. It is. They're still supporting us. They're sticking with us, even after you're losing, even yeah. through your losing. They heard the tornado sharks are nothing 
No, you know, nothing to be excited about, but they're still with us. They're still with us, for better or worse. They're like a corporate sponsor. They're stuck. They, they sign they're up stuck. for a 10-year deal. Yes. I, I, so you can, uh, to support the podcast, if you want it, you're going to be shopping on Amazon anyway. So go to lostinamericapod.com. Click the upper right-hand corner. There's an Amazon banner. Click that. That'll take you back to Amazon. Do your regular shopping. A percentage of what you buy comes to us. And I got to tell you something. Not a lot of shopping this month, Kaplan. Our numbers. You, you, you know why the numbers are down? Why? Because Randy Kaplan's been in India. That's She's ridiculous. a big shopper. We'll get her home. <laughs> get home. Our numbers are going through the roof. Our listens we'll get yeah. to in a minute. Yeah. But nobody's shopping. So we need to get these people out. Yeah. And Amazon I is doing. I saw. I was just reading about Amazon's building a rocket ship. They got their own space program going. Yeah. So you got to support that. You're supporting the space program. You're supporting. It's like supporting NASA. You're supporting us. And here's the other thing. People say they're not shopping. I've I've done comedy long enough to know one thing. Yeah, they're liars. Women be shopping. Women be shopping. (laughs) That's what they tell you in comedy. So uh, so men, get your women in line. Yeah. Tell them. Tell them this. You can spend my money, but first you go to LostInAmericaPod.com. Let's get to Lost in America. All right, we're back. Kaplan, I'm lost in America this week. Yes. I feel like I've been lost in America a few weeks in a row. I think you've been lost for about a year and a half in a row. I I believe so. (laughs) Thank God. But this week, I'm especially lost because I think I became an adult. There's, you know what? And I got to ask you, in the Jewish faith, I love the idea of a yeah. bar mitzvah. Yeah, you become an adult early. It's a clear line, although I, I disagree, and I think so does the law, that 13 is not adulthood. Jerry Sandusky would disagree with you. <laughs> <Yeah>. He's a Jew. <laughs> but Kevin Spacey, many others. So in, in Judaism, you're an adult at 13. In America, 18. Right. But I think I became an adult two weeks ago. You had a, I don't even know how old you are, 36? 36, yeah. I became an adult. And it's because I, we were upstairs trying to go to sleep. We have this new neighbor who moved into the first floor of our oh, building. All right. We live in really quiet Brooklyn Heights. It's basically suburbia, but in, in Wait, New you York should City. explain to the international listeners that you, have to sh- you live in an apartment building. You don't have a yes. whole compound. They think you're a big celebrity. No, 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 no. I'm one of the people. <laughs> of the people I'm a man yeah. of the people. Yeah. We live in an apartment building just like all you idiots. Yeah. Apartments. Walk, a walk-up, as we call it, in New York City. It's a th- we live on the third floor, but it's only a 3-4 building. It's in Brooklyn Heights, which is a nice, quiet neighborhood. They call it America's First Suburb. Yeah. So it's a quiet suburb right outside of Manhattan. Robert Moses say that? So we live there. Yeah, sure. <laughs> go with it. I don't know who Just that go is, with it. But did you play <laughs> for the Eagles? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, he designed the whole city. <laughs> okay. And MASH was to take place in Korea. Just yeah, yeah, from last week. So we're there. And it's a quiet neighborhood. No one makes a peep after 10 p.m. We got this new neighbor who moves in downstairs. Uh, we don't know who he is. He moves in. First night, huge raging party. Wait, his first night moving in. I love first it. First night, he moves comes in. in guns blazing. Yeah, he sets the tone early. <laughs> he sets the tone, yeah. <laughs> so it's this crazy party. He's smart because he knows like you're less likely to get mad at him if it's his first night. Think, and like, and we did it. We let, we let the first night slide. Hmm. Then we went out of town for a few days. We come back. The night we come back, huge raging party. Can I ask how old this guy is? We don't know yet. Oh, okay. I'm going to get to that. All right. Huge raging party. But he has the first two floors of our building. I will tell you his rent, somewhere around seven dollars to $8,000 a month. And he has, a, is there an outdoor area? Yes, he, he has a big backyard. Oh, So he always boy. has these parties on his backyard. It's very Gatsby. He's a Gat- he, Gatsby has moved <laughs> into our Gatsby neighborhood <laughs> and taking over. Uh, and so it's better. At, on night three, Ye is like, this is ridiculous. You Wait, have he's to doing do it in a row, like three nights in three a row? Three nights in a row! Oh, my God. It's and like so a festival. On, on night, he's having fucking Bonnaroo <laughs> downstairs. <laughs> he's got the chili peppers. I think right. Beyonce showed up. <laughs> she closed it out. So 
The third night, Yeah is like, you got to do something about this. It's midnight. I come home from a comedy spot. Yeah. It's midnight. You've been working hard. I'm working hard. All I want is a stiff drink. Yeah. And maybe a little snooze. <laughs> She's been at the Bing factory. She's at the Bing factory. <laughs> She's tired. <laughs> she wants to sleep. She's working on the American dream. It's 11. She said she tried to get to bed at 11 p.m. They've been outside for an hour. And in very good uh, wife fashion, yeah. she does nothing. She doesn't. She just sits and stews for an hour until uh, I come home, yeah. and then it's my job. It's to, your fault. To, it's your country. It's my job <laughs> to tell them to shut up. She doesn't want to go do it. And so, but meanwhile, I, he's much more likely to listen if she shut up. Maybe hundred percent. Women can. Yeah. Women be shopping. Done. Yeah. Women be shopping. <laughs> and women be yelling. Yeah. And so, so I come home. She goes, "You have to tell these people to shut up. They're on the back door. Right. I'm three stories up, so I can open the window, lean out the window, and just yell at them." And so I've never done this. I'm uncomfortable, but I'm like, you know what? It's time to become a man. This is my this is my Gentile bar mitzvah. Yeah. I gotta yell at Gatsby. I gotta get Bonnaroo <laughs> shut down. And so I open the window and I go, hey man. And they all look oh, up. Oh, you didn't go to the door and knock at the door? No, I go out the window. Oh my god. Like a good American. Okay. I, I go, hey man. And they all look up and I go, it's past midnight. Can you keep it down? And they go, Oh, oh yeah, okay. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Like they're and, and what day of the week is this? Is it a week? It's like a Wednesday. Is it Wednesday, right? Oh yeah, my god. They've been partying Monday, past Tuesday, midnight. Wednesday. So then they go, oh, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. So they go inside. No problem. Oh. Right? Look at that. Job done. I feel like a real like, look man. At that. Look at that, wife. I feel like a hot shot. I'm a man. Next night, Bonnaroo night four. <laughs> they do it again. But you don't even know who the owner of the place is at this point. You're just we like, don't know. Yeah, right, okay. This time they have a house DJ in. Right. It must be closing night at Bonnaroo because they got a DJ. And the bass is just blasting, just boom, boom, nice. boom, through the whole apartment building, shaking the neighborhood. And I know one. I know a little bit about sound. I produce this podcast. I play mm. in bands my whole life. Yeah. I know it's a real easy trick. Do they have Emmy Award winning sound? They don't. But <laughs> okay. I know that all you have to do is turn the bass down. You can keep the music at a regular, at the same exact volume. But if you turn the bass down, it doesn't permeate the building. Right. The bass is what goes bass through. Bass is the bass. The bass is the bass. <laughs> so it's the same thing. I come home. Yeah, has been sitting there for an hour and a half. Stewing. Waiting for me to get home so I can do it. I get home, and she goes, you have to go downstairs again and tell them this will not stand. Oh. Now, we're becoming, re we're really the old. I mean, you could call the police or something. Well, go on. Exactly. Hey, we hey. realized later we could have called police. Or 311. So, so I'm becoming. New York City tip. 311. What does that mean? It's the, the local, like, kvetch line. It's a what line? It's like the 911 for kvetching. What's for complaining? Complaining. Oh. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. You have a complaining You're line? You're a complaining line about anything. Go on. It's the Jewish 911. <laughs> it's very New York. <laughs> Bloomberg started it. So, so she waits for me to come home again. This time I'm exhausted. I've been doing a number of shows. Oh, I think yeah. I was up in Yonkers that night. Oh yeah, the Yonkers so, shows will wear you down. So I come home, and I, you know what? I gotta say, I pussed out. You didn't go down there. I go. I don't know if I have it in me to go do it. And she goes, "Fine. If I do it, will you come with me?" Because I just yelled at him the night before. Right. Stand there as backup. And she's like, "If I go, will you stand as backup?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." And so we go downstairs. What's the difference psychologically in just going down there and standing there and actually saying it? I was just full of. I thought right. I was. I was preparing for this big old fight with right. these idiots. Right. So we go on. We knock on the door. I would say a 19 year old answers the door. Of course. And he goes, "Yeah." And Yeah goes, "Sorry, this is ridiculous. It's 12:30. It's Thursday night. You have to turn the music down." He goes, "Okay, okay. Uh, to yeah. Sorry, sorry. Totally sorry." And then he runs back in. And then we realize, wait, this is just a kid. Right. Who's paying seven thousand dollars a month to live in an apartment? So he's and and he also had a oh God, I, European accent. I, I want to say like so Scandinavian. Much. I'm so jealous of this kid's life. Yeah, oh so he's like God. a Scandinavian prince, right? Who his parents have paid for him to live in New York City. Picked, he's probably a freshman in college. I can't believe he didn't get a luxury building. 
and they decide to make him a Gatsby. Make they're, him Gatsby. They're ruining his life by giving him this huge apartment, and he's just throwing fucking crazy parties every single night. Oh my god! So he shuts it down, and actually, I will say, since then we haven't heard from him. We did. I oh, I thought you. I thought you needed advice on how to deal with this kid. But he, no, I'm just I was lost in becoming a man. I think <laughs> I, I am a man. Lost. I think I found myself. Oh, my God. I also just assume maybe some other neighbors have complained to our landlord. And right. she talked to him because nothing since then. Yeah. But what I'm lost about is I realized way after we could have called the cops. I yeah. I mean, there's many different ways. Like, when I lived in L.A., I remember, like, playing video games and listening to music yeah. at night. Not, uh, no parties. We, we were not Gatsby's. Mm. But I remember, like, getting a knock on the door. And this guy being like, um, we're a bunch of nine to fivers here in this building, and you're just going to have to turn your music down. And That's so basically what we were. I, I, but it made me want to turn it up just because it was so obnoxious. I had a job. I'm a nine to fiver. <laughs> I actually worked later than him. Oh. And then, you know, you used to come. We used to have a backyard. Again, we were not Gatsby's, but we used to have a, a, an old apartment, 151 Avenue A. Yes, Where we New used York to City. have the old New York City part. Now, I don't know if you remember if you ever attended a party there, but we had neighbors there who had a different way of dealing with this. What did they do? I could use some advice. Yes, this is some advice. If, if it, it comes happens back, again. If it happens again. They had two different schools of thought here. One was a good old-fashioned egg tossing. <laughs> On you? <laughs> yeah, we, I didn't hit me, but they. we uh, once had a guest who got hit, and it was the worst guest to get hit. It was uh, you know, someone who should not have, did not deserve it. It was Bob? No. <laughs> <laughs> it was Amy. Shout out Amy Weinblum. Uh, I think she got hit. Or in my, in my memory, she got hit. Okay. And she just showed up, I think, as a guest. Didn't even live in town. Can I take the egg thrower's side on that? Yeah. Anyone who's down in that oh, courtyard is an enemy of the, of the family. Right. Well, I just think the, the toss from a high above is such a puss move because we did. It was like the JFK shooting. I didn't know like where <laughs> it came from, and nobody they hid. And there's lots of buildings around, and you're, everyone's going by the trajectory. Yeah. And it wasn't until like we were on the fourth, we were on the rooftop of Fourth of July fireworks that we saw an egg carton on another roof, and we're like, oh my god, that's it. So that's one thing. We had people also hung who threw um, cat uh, cat litter. Okay. Or, like, that's a good move. It didn't hit people. It just landed. Like we hit a beer pong table and like landed on the table. That's a way to end a beer pong game. It's as appetizing as drinking beer that balls, that, like ping pong balls that have been like sitting in the mud and been sitting in your cup. You still drink it. Yes. Once you get the cat dung on there, <laughs> it's a, it kills the party. That's the end of the beer. So pong. these are things you can, these are tricks you can have for the future. For the future, um, okay. and you could. Last thing I'll say is you could also go if you if you're ever feeling like I just don't have it in me. Yeah. I don't, but I want to do something. Yeah. You can go the modern pussy route, which is you go on, you start a Facebook group. Oh God. You could start I'm a Facebook group of Brooklyn Heights. Call, no, that's there's a pussy removed in Long Island City. People would start a Facebook where they could play, or um, you know, go with Hillary Duff route. Hillary Hillary Duff has a neighbor who's been a, doing the exact same thing. A young rich kid who's throwing parties. She complained to the press. She's Instagram shaming him. She's <laughs> posting pictures of him on her Instagram feed and uh, with pictures of him smoking and this and you know you could do that. We have a big following. You could use the power of the pod. Okay. The power of our social media page to That's, shame this kid. Yeah, we might do that. If need be. And then, because this kid, who is a total douchebag, I'll say, but he's yes. complaining about how him, uh, you know, the fans of Hillary Duff are now threatening him. They are not threatening him? They are him? threatening him oh, once okay. he started doing this. So yeah. we could get our army to start threatening this kid if he, if he starts doing it again. If it, one more time we, and we're doing it. All right. That's, our, that's, my, that's my last advice to you. Ents is an app. Ents is an app. You can get it in the app store. It's up to five minutes. You can ints this kid. You can ents shame people. Yes, when they're throwing parties, you can record it and ah, send it to ents the police, the party evidence. Send it to the post. You can, the ents picks up the base if you need to prove base. That's a good idea. Yeah. So 
uh, answers up to five minute audio recordings. You can do like we just said. You can answer anything. You can answer friends. It's a it's a social media platform. Roy Wood Jr. is on there from the Daily Show. You can ask him anything you want. He's on there. He's a bunch a, of famous people. Kaplan. Everybody. I'm on there. I've done uh, Jennifer Miles Peaks on there. Ask yes. her anything you want. Will Sylvance is on there from a couple episodes. And ago. I'm I'm gonna answer you a question this week. I'm gonna ask you if what the the noise situation is like in your in your building. Sounds good. But Cap, I have one question. Yeah. I kind of forget. How do I spell ants? Starts with an E. <laughs> okay. And then we go E N S E N S. Get it in the app store wherever you find apps. Let's get to our guest, Allie Breen. Come on in. Bring her in. What's up, guys? Before we get to the interview, I'm just going to jump in and prepare you for what you're about to hear. So, Allie Breen, it's a great interview. It's a fantastic interview. She's hilarious. She's a ton of great stories, but the audio is not great. So, I what I do here, I. I host the show, I do the engineering, I also do the mixing, I posting, the whole thing. But, so what I did specifically today, did not do a good job on the engineering side. I pushed the wrong button on the recorder, and instead of getting the recording through the microphones like we normally do on the show, the, the recording is going to come through just the sound in the room. So it's not going to be great, but I will assure you, we're going to get Allie Breen again on. Sometime. We had, she has a ton of stories we didn't even get to, so we're going to bring, bring her back. Plus, I assure you, next week we'll be back to normal. Everything will be great. So thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Now let's get to Allie Breen. <laughs> All right, we're back with our guest, Allie Breen. Allie, welcome to the studio. Thank you so much. It's beautiful. It's a pretty nice place. Yeah, it's uh, so Ints is the app that runs this, but the guy who owns this, or not, I don't know if he owns it or rents it. He rents. It's his space. He started Venmo. Oh, jeez. And we met him like drinking at a bar. We met him at a bar very randomly. He bought a shirt off me. That's a go to deal in the story, but yeah. And then sponsored your show. Yeah, we just hit it off. No, he was like, yeah, he bought a shirt literally off Kaplan's He back. wanted to wear, I was, oh. wearing, I was wearing a football jersey he thought he wanted to wear. He thought his friends would think it would be funny. And uh, he didn't explain that he owned Venmo or anything. I, I was just going to say, I hope you charged him like he, $3 million. Well, he didn't, yeah, shirt. I didn't know who he was. So it would be $500 for a shirt that didn't even want. $500. So oh, I gave it to him. And then the next time, we, I ran to him a second time. He, then this time, I, he bought a shirt off me for $1,000. And I, he was, but he said to me, he's like, I'll only pay though if you, if you do it through Venmo because I'm a co-founder. <laughs> and that's where we're like, oh, now it all makes sense. And then, that's... Yeah, we're like, what do you do? He's like, I started Venmo. What do you guys do? And we're like, we have a podcast. <laughs> and he's like, I have a studio. Come do it in my place. Yeah. That's like, amazing. Okay. Yeah. Never left. We were like three episodes yeah, into we our only podcast. Like three pods we were just doing it in my apartment. <laughs> and we're like, okay. That sounds great. Yeah. And so they sponsor the podcast, and then that's it. We get the space. That's so funny because everyone's always like, you have to hang out and network. And I'm like, that never does anything. Yeah. But there you go. We were watching an Eagles game at a bar on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> we're old football. We're in old jersey, but guys aren't on the team anymore. That's it all worked hilarious. out. So last night, Cap Under Goes, Allie and I did a show at the New York Comedy Club with my church was in the audience. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> we haven't talked about that. Did the church like, did you? They were like amazing. The they were so much fun. Yeah, they were great. They did were they cool. continue to be great the whole time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then afterwards, they were like, that, like, they were like that was the best it, night ever. Did you turn uh, the tables on them and pass a bucket around? Now you like, how do you think this feels? I was saying, though, last week at church people were coming up to me and they're like i'm coming to the show i'm coming to the show and this one old guy who's like a very uh it's very it's a super left-wing church okay and so this one uh and there's one guy who's like a real activist hmm. like he's definitely been this way since the 60s right and every week he gets up he's like we gotta cro- close rikers island 
You gotta do like it's all this like I never even heard that's an issue anybody's ever that's said that's a big issue yeah I have heard that there's like but not Gitmo, in the church and there's yeah Rikers is like, <laughs> random people will be like this week I just want you to know I'm getting arrested in, uh, for <laughs> something like I'm crossing I'm a line I'm my arrest <laughs> yeah they are <laughs> it's so funny it's great and so he this guy that old guy comes up to me last week and he goes uh, he goes hey I think I'm coming to that show he's like is it gonna be dirty and I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't control what the other comics say. He's like, that's okay. Sometimes you got to be dirty to get your point across. <laughs> and then he goes, Michelle Wolf, am I right? And I'm oh like, my God. all right. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, that is a leftist church group. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know like, someone moved to New York. Until recently, I didn't even know that was like, I didn't know po- uh, church groups could like, I don't know, have political leanings. I, I, I'm I mean, I think, so no, no, no. You're not supposed to. <laughs> right. Well, as a church, you can, but each individual could, I right. guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're not you're supposed right. to plug in a church, right. perhaps. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's why it's tax. Right, it's tax deductible. It's tax right. right, exactly. Right, right. It's like, yeah. Let's not get the name of your church because yeah, yeah. the IRS. We have a lot of listeners in the IRS. Exactly. We should have at least made them stand and sit and kneel like a million times yeah, throughout right. the show just to make them feel at home. <laughs> so, yeah, so you, um, what I want to talk about is you were in, well, first of all, you've been around the world everywhere. I've gone to a lot of places. I was obsessed with travel when I was younger, especially, so I think I told you, I grew up with a Cambodian foster sister. So I was always kind of interested in like Buddhism and the East and that part of the world. And then when I went to college, I tried to do semester at sea. Oh, I did semester at sea. Did you? I couldn't yeah. get into semester at sea. Oh! Tried, like, you got seasick. And I had got, to leave for <laughs> that's actually, I get so yeah. seasick, so I'm glad that it didn't work out. Yeah. But while I was looking, there was this thing called the European uh, Cultural History Tour through the University of Eastern Michigan. Wow. And it just was a land tour that we traveled with professors and went to like 50 different cities throughout Europe. And um, Over a whole semester. Over a whole semester. Oh. Over a little oh. longer than a semester. Was it like four and a half, five so, months? And then I did, I loved that. And then I also spent a semester in the South of France and Grenoble, oh mostly to ski. Um, and the, most of this I just did because I wanted to travel and my parents would fund it when I was in college. So yeah. I found like everything I could do. And then I went, they did the same cultural history tour through Southeast Asia. And so that's this when I all got, during college? All during college. It's did a great you, move. So how many semesters did you actually spend in college? Oh in my God. College? Yeah, like... <laughs> Well, in my actual college, because UMass, I was like never on campus. These were through the University of Eastern Michigan. But then I was never on campus there either. I was always abroad, like trying to get credit into my schools. That's smart. So it was great. It was amazing. You, that's how we know each other. Kevin went on semester abroad and they met, he met my brother in London. All right, I live with your brother in London. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) I I did things during the summer because I didn't want to miss anything during the Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, that's so funny. Basketball games and I don't (laughs) want to miss parties. I I don't know, I was an idiot. I mean, if I go back and tell myself, I would, semester is a great idea. It's a good, air, is there a semester in air? I'm sure uh, Tesla's working on that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the best. It's like such a good loophole, though, to do it while you're in college. Yes. Your parents, like you said, your parents pay for it because you're like, well, you're paying for college anyway. That's always like the pitch. Absolutely. Right, well, the tuition's the same. Usually. But then the, minute, the, the minute you travel. graduate. Yes. Yeah. But then once you're out of college, that's not like. An option. No one will just pay for you. Send you, you to go to Europe for yeah, like that's four insane. or five months. I mean, even that for my parents was a tough sell because my mom's a teacher, my dad's a doctor, they're divorced. But they both had like very strict paths for studying and they knew what they wanted to be. And I had no idea. I was like, oh, just do whatever and get a degree. And they were like, no. And then I wasn't a great student at first. And they were like, fine, if you get into these programs, we'll pay. And then I didn't get into semester C and then I got into everything else. And I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> so where'd you go in Europe? We went, God, we started in England and I think we went to London and Kent. I'm going to get the the path wrong now, but it was France, England, um, Spain, Turkey, 
Russia, Poland, all of Scandinavia, Sweden, Norway, um, Denmark, Finland, the Netherlands, and... Oh, yeah. So many passport stamps. Um, Greece. <laughs> yeah, how Greece many, and Italy. How many people travel together? So it was like 18 students and four professors. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and it was great because it was also... It was... We didn't have like iPads and we actually had to carry our books like... It was so we would all like after the beginning we all learned we like cut every book in half and every person carried half a book and then we'd switch Ooh, when we needed to idea. and we would have like lectures outside like in front of major monuments and we would take tests out we it was so crazy like to get from Finland to Russia we would take a ferry you know we would or like a cruise ship kind of and then we would take trains like I it was incredible it was the most incredible trip and uh and I actually learned, I mean, people think it sounds frivolous. It is kind of frivolous. But especially in the Southeast Asian one, I learned so much. Like, I would never remember names like Chiang Kai-shek and, like, the history of Taiwan versus, you know, if I wasn't over there seeing the stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's so valuable if anyone ever gets the chance to travel in college with professors who actually tell you what you're seeing. It's great. And we also got in a lot of the monuments, like in Italy, a lot of the churches. We'd get in. We'd get to wake up early and get in before it opened to tourists. Because it was yeah, student trips. Oh. Yeah. Student trip. So it wouldn't just be our group, but it would be a bunch of different groups. But it was still... Is that like a Euro pass or something? I, th- I think the professors handle... Oh, well, the thing is, too... You just this... slip some money to the, the school pays. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> maybe something like that. Here you go, professor. Uh, well, on this trip, too, we were supposed to end... We ended with Turkey and Spain, but we were supposed to end in Israel and Egypt. But there was some incident that while we were away happened, like, in... Israel or yes. Egypt, I'm I'm not sure which anymore, but uh, they, yeah, <laughs> so they rerouted us. Um, but it was. They should have started. Was... started Israel. They should be smart about that. Yeah, no kidding. Well, yeah, when it was safe, safe when they yeah. knew they could get in there. When I did the semester of sea thing, we ended in Japan, which okay. was like that sounds cool, but it was the worst move because the, Japan was the most expensive city. Yeah, I mean country on the trip. I feel like that when they route those, they got to go from most expensive to least expensive. Yes. So by the end, you're like, oh, everything's free, basically. <laughs> As opposed to, like, you get to the last place, you're like, wait, I just spent all my money. I can't even live in, for three like, days here. Vietnam or wherever <laughs> I was. Oh, that was one of my favorites. Well, this tour, I was going to say, actually got canceled. They did. They had two problems, I think. One of them, a kid got killed in Israel. On your program? No, oh. not in mine. It was like two years after and they canceled it. No. He was, well, and it was nothing like political or to do with any strife going on. He was walking like on train tracks with like his headphones on and just didn't hear a train. Jeez. I'm not even kidding. That could have happened in Allentown. Totally. That could have happened anywhere. <laughs> yeah. And then one of the professors was like a note, like he was a, a communist and he spoke openly about being a communist and he would have those great papers. <laughs> wait, 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 that wait, got someone canceled? Killed, someone got killed. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> wait, the program got canceled? The pro- whole program got canceled. They scrapped it. <laughs> what year was this? <laughs> he made us right. It was 1945. 2001. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe in the height of the Cold War, I could say, McCarthy. Well, this is what put it over the top. He had us write papers on the good that Hitler and Mao did. Like, oh, wow. Yeah, the which train, there well, was plenty of good Those trains did not run over anybody, point, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> they got over on time. Yeah, it, the trains were very yeah. efficient. They knew. They I mean, knew that the, they were going to have on. Headphones were probably banned. Yeah, yeah no kidding. Oh, my I mean, God. This kid was ahead of his time because nowadays everyone is in, on their headphones <laughs> <laughs> attention. 
Oh, I thought like, you meant the communists. No, I meant the kid who got run over. Like, I know people in, used to do that. He used to be like, it is so many Walkman, the yellow oh, Walkman. Yeah. He's like, look, he's a real pioneer for not paying attention. <laughs> he was, there was no text message to be looked at. He was actually like, it was from music. There was no podcast to be listening to. I can't believe some music Honestly, was so yeah, beautiful. It was, it was probably a CD him. Walkman was what he was listening to yeah, probably CD at that Walkman. point. He was really deep into his CNC And they don't have a lot of trades in his <laughs> album. Yeah. I might that was Egypt. Yeah, I don't I think he had trains in his room. He had to go way out of his way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Train. No, because of terrorism. They don't, walk I don't know. Where, yeah, that makes have, sense. I'm not sure where they have trains. I don't even know. He okay. found one. Yeah, he found one. <laughs> he, <laughs> it was a metro rail. He just kept walking until like... But, he did the stand by me thing. He's like, he, I need to be on train tracks. Right. So he wanted so. just to fake his, fake his death and make everything up. But then why'd the professor... If, why did he find <laughs> the professor? He could just... He can't I think the... Well, I mean, that is... When you think about the liability, like... Because when we were in Europe, a lot of the kids... Liability. Oh, my God. The kids... The liability for the whole trip. Yeah. It was a lot. It's high liability. A few professors well, and then just a bunch of kids well, just I mean, loose drinking. Because a lot of the kids weren't even... Uh, you know, when you're in college, half of us, most of us weren't 21. Yeah, I think well, I turned 21 oh, on the train to that's Russia. That's the best part about going on well, the yeah, train. That's know, the best part, but parents yeah, freak yeah, out parents and there's are the not a lot of supervision. I know, like, you know what birthright is? Yeah, yeah I'm so, half Jewish. Okay. I, I wanted to go on birthright. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so birthright is like, it turns like a trip where they send Israel. I tried like, to go, they wouldn't let me. They'd be like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I tried to sign so up. So I know, I was always in notes, I was like, yeah, I want to go, free trip. But they were like, back then it was like, oh, you can't go because you've been before. That was before they got... And then oh. there's all this terrorism. The terrorism started happening in the, the early 2000s, and um, they they changed it to make they want parents to feel safe. So they just go to like the kids aren't allowed to go anywhere without a chaperone. Like oh, they only can wow. go to a, they go to a nightclub. They like rent it out for the night. I'm out. Like they rent out a nightclub, and it's only the kids in the group. Like <laughs> With yeah, you the can't. There's like oh, I'm a, you know, no Israeli girls. You're not gonna, they're just, <laughs> they're just not gonna see like a bunch of Americans in a room. Like you're on a reality show when they shoot a show and they go out at night. That's actually be, a good idea. Yeah, honestly. So it's like that's that's why I think about parents overreacting to like why are you sending your kids there if you can't even deal with them. I know so, getting in range of the so culture. So I can only imagine any problem area in the world and and programs that go there. I don't know where semester. We would. It's I, like the sketchiest professors do that kind of. St- I mean, like it's either the people who are like, "I want to see the world," or it's right. people who are like, "Ah, eighteen-year-olds." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, drunk eighteen-year-olds. <laughs> we had a guy who because uh, yeah, we used to drink with our guy. I remember Fred. We Furlock. did too. Shout yeah. Out. Absolutely. <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's a big fan of Tyler's. Oh, yeah? They all, yeah, once you're like one or two weeks in, they're all just like, ah, screw it. We're all in this together. And then yeah. they just start hanging out. Absolutely. We had a guy who was like stuck at, he was going to be at the pool. Like, we always have to go <laughs> get him. That's sketchy. At the pool. <laughs> and then we went to Cuba when Castro, I was talking about on the, on the podcast before, but Castro like spoke to us. And this guy, you, you could ask a qu- any question to Castro, but they meant like wow. students. And... Castro would take an an hour for every answer, which everyone knew. So it's basically like you had like three questions possible. So he budget he barges his way to the front of the line. He probably might have been the same guy, the same commie. Uh, I was just saying, like, how did her program get canceled because the professor was a communist? <laughs> but you had Fidel Castro <laughs> talk to you. That's where I was that guy. He, this is his dream. So oh his my God. question, this is his question to Fidel Castro. Can I give you a hug? Oh my god! And Castro goes, "Yeah, sure." And then he runs on stage and gives him a hug. That's that. It's wow. terrible. And we're like, "You just took all of our time." Yeah, and you want to give to him a hug. self indulge. Jeez. But then there's this other guy who was like this other professor who called me in at the end of the semester. I was always like the average student, high school and college. Yeah. I was so far in the middle. Yeah, that was me. Then they would yeah. always call me in to like by myself to be like, 
hey, do you think the rest of the class gets this? <laughs> Am I too far ahead or You're too like far the behind? Just <laughs> yeah. the middle. Yeah. So they would always like pour their hearts out to me. Like, You're the, neutral, right? the mediator. <laughs> Just like I'm the average student. I'm their typical idea right. of an average student. You're like the focus group. And so on semester <laughs> C at the end, this guy calls me in and he's like, Hey, I just, you know, I thought this was going to be this big cultural language, lear- I mean, not language, like world learning thing, and everybody's just drinking every day and hanging out, and I just don't get it. I don't get why these students, why won't everyone pay attention to what I have to say? And I was like, I, I don't know, dude, I think you maybe just hang out and, like, don't think about it. I'm not sure. Offer them hugs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> so, wow, so 18 students is better, though. That's Ours was, like, 600, that's oh, wow. incredible. But the thing I read too about semester at sea is so much more of it's at sea than it is when you're visiting the places. Is that true? Or did it was you like get a 50, good amount of time? 50, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get seasick? I did at the very end um, during finals. Like everyone basically did. It, but but only once. Also, okay. Castro fed him horse meat. He's told us before. <laughs> it's true. Everyone got sick on that. They gave him a whole feast. Oh, really? And nobody knew it was horse meat. And then Ooh. everyone got sick on that. Yeah. Well, I was just playing. Castro ghosted out. He didn't eat the meat. It's tricked to the, the Americans. Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> So that's a I don't think we had anyone get got sick on the European tour, but I think we had people um, that got when we had that. I can't remember now. If it was a cruise. I think it was Finland. I think it was a train Finland to Russia or something, and then Russia or somewhere to Norway. God, I wish I remember. I wish I brought. There actually is a itinerary that shows all the places. But we were on this one night cruise to get from one place to another, and it was like. Finland, Norway, Russia, somewhere right around there. And um, a bunch of kids got too drunk and they got thrown like in the jail. But the boat jail, but everyone thought it was like real jail. And they boat thought jail. like that they'd have to tell. Oh! Yeah, there's like cruise ship jail where like, people are acting too. That's like a joke, was. cruise ship jail. No, <laughs> like they'll take you out and put you down there and make you sober up and then like yeah. send you back. Uh, but there were a few incidents like that, but there was nothing crazy. Uh, Southeast Asia, a bunch of people got sick, like in India. So was that the next semester you went to Southeast Asia? No, I did... Um, I think I was in Grenoble first. Wow. Because I actually did, I did a summer in Grenoble, and then I did, <laughs> from there, I went, my sister I actually. I skiing there. I knew, that's why I went. I was in like, summer. I went, well, that's why I went back oh, for a okay, full okay. semester. Because okay. I went in the summer, it looked, they had like rock climbing, and it right. just looked beautiful. And I was like, I'll spend the summer over there. My sister was in Germany, because she married an Air Force pilot, and they got stationed at Ramstein. So I went to visit her, and then I went to Grenoble and took language lessons and like rock climbed, and, and it was amazing. And then I did the, European history cultural tour through Eastern Michigan. Then I went home for a semester and then I did the Southeast Asian. Can't go back to UMass after. Oh my God. uh, (laughs) It was so tough. I visited And then I went to Grenoble again. That was on my list. UMass. We did too. Oh my God. Yeah, it's kind of random. (laughs) It's a mess of a school. Yeah, I wasn't into learning in classrooms at that point. I was done. I would guess. Yeah. The hardest like semester was right back when you have to go back to regular college. Yeah. And I you're, agree. especially, I wasn't 21 when I went back. Oh, God. I got arrested immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Underage drinking. Like everybody. Oh, they actually arrested you? Yeah, in Miami. I don't, it was a total scam. Like they didn't press any charges, but everyone, one guy in our car had, a, we were coming back from a football game. One guy had an open beer, and all five of us went to jail. Because, like, wow. they're like, the rule in Florida is like, if you can reach the beer, it's yours, even if there's only one. Okay. So they just threw us all in jail. We spent a night in jail. Drunk tank. Yeah, in the drunk tank. Yeah, and one of the guys was Jewish. He was like, he requested a Bible immediately. 
He was like, I think you're, so, you're supposed to like find God when you're in, in prison. Is that a bit? Was he, like, he was basically doing bits. He started doing push-ups. He was like, you gotta get, you gotta get ripped and right. find God. Did he, did he, did he rape anyone? Or yeah. take it? Or you get the full experience of one, one night. night. <laughs> yeah, do it all in one night. Yeah. And then go. they had a friend It was actor. the worst. It, was, it basically was. Uh, Andrew Hunterman, shout out. Yeah. Big listener. So, but go, yeah, it was awful. Go, I would see, oh, I was like trying to figure out a way to get out again and then I just didn't do it. But Yeah, yeah, that was the thing. Like I kept finding places and then yeah and then i ran out and that was it and uh so where'd you go in southeast asia where'd you go so that one we went we hit fewer cities because everything's spread out but we went just country-wise we well orientation was in honolulu (laughs) this is amazing yeah it was amazing was it the same school same school same Two of the same professors. Eastern Michigan. Wow. Eastern Michigan and Ypsilanti. No one's yeah. even ever heard of this What's school. What's Ypsilanti? A town I've never been to. That's Michigan? A town or? of Michigan, yeah. Oh, oh it's oh. Eastern Michigan in East. In Ypsilanti. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So okay. we had orientation in Honolulu, and then we flew to China, and <laughs> China was the only place I had any trouble. I almost got sick because food never bothers me. I didn't drink any water. Like soda was like 25 cents and all I was drinking was Coke the whole time. In China. And I like dehydrated immediately. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's great. So <laughs> all throughout China, we started in Beijing. We started in the north. I don't know how far south we got, but we saw, we ended up seeing, we went to Xi'an University. We saw the Terracotta, terracotta Warriors. Uh, we saw the Great Wall, of course. We went to some really industrial city. Wangzhou, I think. Guangzhou? And there, there's the so South? many that sound the same. Yeah, I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah. But then a lot we, of shows. There was we're one big, that was like <laughs> really industrial that we passed through, and then one that was so beautiful. We went to this one that had all those big rock formations on the water. Where oh, Guilin. Through Guilin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And through the town, we could take bike rides through the town. Yeah. Um, Yangshuo, maybe. I'm so bad with the intonation yeah, that I never yeah. know. Um, so that was great. And then we went to Singapore and Malaysia um, quickly, and then we went to India. We spent a lot more time in India. We started in Delhi. We went down to like Agra, Jaipur, um, Varanasi, Kajaraho. Oh my gosh. Which I guess not a lot of people, that's like Jain temples. It's mine. It's so beautiful. And wow. Jain temples are filled with like tantric sex, like Jain? What is depiction. It? Jain, it's a religion. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, like, oh I, thought, I thought it was like a uh, like a type of um, stone. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's Jain. Yeah. <laughs> you got another religion? Yeah, Jain. It's this These religions just keep Is this tantric sex religion? This is where it comes but from. But that's the thing. It's like <laughs> the most conservative. That's like comet. They have like Kama Sutra. Like, right. I didn't know if that was part of a religion or what that was. This is the wild wild country people no i don't know what this it is, is more actually. liberal than your church exactly <laughs> yeah beyond but the weird thing is it's not if you look at the churches they're so beautiful but then you go up close and it's all these like tantric sex depictions on them if you look up jane temples you'll see it but when you go into the temples and as a woman it's those places you have to totally cover up because it's actually super conservative yeah come on yeah, it's bizarre. Oh, really? it but then no you just there's pictures of tantric yeah, sex. There's everywhere. guys with like their toes and women. And you're just like, oh my god! And, like, but they have veils on. Yeah, when you go in, it's completely. Yeah. <laughs> um. So then we went, and I don't think we got to. I think that's they don't still let in you the take, middle like, of India. Course or anything, they're not like. Are, like yeah, like, so like, we'll one, teach like, you that. Yeah, Kevin, like, your wife, Kevin's wife, is in India right now. Yeah, you gotta watch her up. bag showed Ooh. up. What's the town called? <laughs> that is that was Kajaraho. Is she joining the Jane? Uh, tribe or whatever. I think... she, said, she said something about to my toes. I don't know. She sent me a message. I don't know what she was talking about. No, You're going to gonna... have a good time when All she right. goes back. <laughs> I, she couldn't, though. I think some of the Jane sex don't even allow women in because they're considered dirty since we bleed. 
if they don't allow women, who do they? So it's just guys having sex with each other? With non Jane people, I guess. Maybe. Just, I don't know. Well, well that's an interesting. Someone's going to, if anyone knows this, they're probably going to be well, like, that girl doesn't know what she's talking about. Not to get off track, but the thing you just said reminds me of something I learned because she works for an Indian company. Okay. And she was recently trying to tell her, but she's based in America. And she was trying to tell her boss, asking about summer Fridays. Uh-huh. And they have to, decisions get made in India. And he's like, they came back from India. They're like, oh, um, the women can take off two days a month. Uh, in India, all the women are taking off two days a month. That's like a, in the company. Well, it's a summer Friday. No, women in India are allowed to take, you know, in America, a lot of people have summer Fridays. You're Fridays are off or you're like half day. Oh, like, oh I thought you just So casual. she was asking about like a taking, like a half day or something. And from India, they came back and said, that, oh, all the women can take off two days a month. Just Because I can't in India. Because of what you just said. That's amazing. Because they think you need time off. Oh, to do got it. I'm still trying to figure like, out what summer Friday Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Oh, like, you can't even He's like, because of the, the, what you just said. <laughs> well, I don't want to be, you know. Periods. I don't, yeah, the periods. I was trying to be subtle about it. Turner, but, you know, I didn't. I got lost at the very beginning. Yes. But how funny is it in some cultures that's still a big deal? Yeah, like the major corporation, women, like, 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 can, as a policy, we're talking about, like, you know, workplace rules in America. So, I don't know. I would file a suit if I were an Indian man. On that, but. no kidding, honest to god, they can get some equal rights over there. Yeah. But, um, you oh, the did your professor, did your comedy professor go to China too? Yeah, oh so he, he probably left him there, <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's probably still there. Yeah, he might have moved there. I would imagine, oh my god, I have to remember his last name and find out what happened to him. But yeah, he was there, he taught. Everyone taught their own thing. He taught um, history, and then we had a different one who taught like art and religion. So he didn't teach us about the Jain religion. <laughs> it was a woman, an Indian woman, uh, who traveled with us. Yeah. And then next we went to, so it was India, then we went to Nepal and Laos. Wow. And it was right when Laos had opened, I think. Um, and it was starting to, like, build. And then we went... Wait, what? How was that? I haven't been to... That's, like, the one Southeast Asian place. Laos no. or Nepal? Well, I guess right in that area, Laos. I haven't been to, I haven't been to Nepal either, but... Uh, well, Nepal was amazing. Laos was very... Um, I, there just wasn't a lot there when we were there. I think we saw a temple or two. Um, Pretty poor? Very poor, yeah. very poor, and it was because a lot of the other places. <laughs> that would be perfect. Yeah, the, a lot of these places we went to, they I don't know if they've never seen Americans or they rarely saw Americans. So all the kids would be coming up and trying to talk, and it was um yeah, it was kind of overwhelming, but it was amazing. And everyone wears you know the saris and all the smell, like everyone cooks outside, and there's still like the cremation gots and stuff like going. I don't know if that's just. India, or if that went into Laos, the too. cremation, like... Gats. Have you ever heard of those? No. On the Ganges, they'll cremate people, like, right in the river. Okay. And we then... took a boat tour down the Ganges in Varanasi. Have you been to India? Yes. So when you're on the boat, you're, like, going over... You're going over... We saw a dead cow. I mean, there are cow, live okay. cows everywhere, but I think because that's the quickest way to heaven or whatever, right. they put... There's a dead cow that floated by. You could see people doing laundry, and then there's like a cremation. It's got G H A T, like all the stops that they have. There's like a laundry got on the water, and then a cremation got. Keep the guts separate. But not very separate. So <laughs> you're getting ash in your laundry as you're. It's just such a like the culture shock was huge there. I like the other religion better. <laughs> the t- yeah. the tantric sex. <laughs> yeah. The tantric sex religion sounds better than the cow, cow heaven religion. Oh my god. <laughs> but yeah. So India. So then Laos, I wish I remembered more, but like I said, it wasn't, I guess it's probably close. I I don't even know what it would be closest to, but there wasn't. um, And then we ended in Vietnam. Oh, cool. Yeah. Vietnam's awesome. And we went through, we got stuck. Once again, I wish I'd like journaled and took better notes, but we started in Hanoi and then we were going to end in um, Ho Chi Minh City. 
which we did, but we were supposed to visit the DMZ. The Ho Chi Minh Trail to go up that. <laughs> Yeah, and so you were gonna you go to the we DMZ. We were supposed and like, to go to the DMZ, like in the like, middle of the country, but there were huge floods at some point. Yeah. I don't even know. So we got stuck. We stayed in Hanoi longer, and then we went to um, Ho Chi Minh City longer instead. But we were just in Vietnam. Did you? Go? I was there in yeah February. Okay, right? February. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, probably so much more built up. It was still it was it was getting there when I was there, but there there were nicer hotels but there weren't like a ton of western hotels and it was great yeah now there's a lot i'm sure and um and, well, what's interesting is hanoi like so i felt like vietnam i mean uh ho chi minh city feels like southeast asia and then i felt that hanoi to me just felt like china it okay felt like another city in china basically i mean a little bit a little bit more cultural a little bit more stuff to do because a lot of stuff in china has just been demolished you yeah know? but um still it had a very communist feel to it i guess you would say right? yeah hanoi Hanoi. Interesting. Yeah. And it is like geographically really close to China. Right. And it's like, I've had Chinese people say to me, they're like, oh, like we've, uh, I just, one guy, when I used to teach, he was like, oh, what, what do Americans feel about the fact that, um, when we've gone to war with you, we've won both times. He's Chinese. Yeah. I'm like, what wars? He's China? Like, he's like Vietnam war. They, oh, wow. China. I mean, China went to war. This is what they yeah. tell China. I mean, he's like, he's like Vietnam war and Korean war. He's like, we beat you in both. The Korean war. Yeah. Wow. yeah they claim victory. First of all, it just ended. Tell him. Hey, <laughs> Donald Trump just declared. <laughs> yeah. It ends next week in Singapore. Right, right, after, right after my show. Uh, yeah. So wow. that's, I mean, how many f- people did the Chinese soldiers, did they tell them they lost? I mean, they didn't. They just provided arms and stuff. They didn't. Yeah, but they just, I don't know. This guy shoehorned it into a victory. Right. I will say, I've said that to Chinese people since then, and a lot of people are like, it's like, a lot of people are like, oh no, what? I don't know. I mean, we bragged about every victory that was a country that we just gave arms to and did shady shit. Yeah, exactly. We have a much better record than what we have. We should be doing that. I remember too. There were like dance club. There was like a club that we went to called Apocalypse Now. Been there. Anyways, that's still there. (laughs) Oh my god. So first of all, I was there. When were you there? What year? It was 2002. That's when I was there. Are you kidding? No, I was there in wow. Westwood C in like March of 2002. You guys didn't meet this club. That's incredible. <laughs> Possibly. I would have known because we were the only Americans. Because yeah. literally, we would I would oversleep and like lose the class sometimes. Me and my and like some kid would just be like, "Oh yeah, your group is over here." Like they would know every time anyone <laughs> went anywhere. Right? Yeah. So this, so the, I, we went to Apocalypse Now. That was like the club to go to, which yeah. is so ridiculous that there's a club in Ho Chi Minh City called Apocalypse, called Apocalypse Now. Apocalypse Now, yeah. And then when I went back like, this time. I was like, I wonder, in my head, I was like, I wonder if that place is still around. I remember, like, I asked people, no one had heard of it now. Right. Everyone's like, I don't know. And then I walked out of my hotel and walked, like, three blocks down to the water, to the river, and I walked, it was like a block from my hotel. That's still amazing. open. That's incredible. Still rocking. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly not still rocking, because no one knew about it. Except, yeah, that was probably one of the only clubs there when I was there. I yeah, it was think. the only was, place. Exactly. That's did hilarious. you do the? Did you ride on the back of the tuk-tuks or whatever? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I loved. I had so much fun when you were in China. Did you do the Great Wall? Did you do the side where you toboggan yes, down it? Of course, also amazing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like a bobsled down the Great Wall. Oh my god, of China. it's the weirdest thing ever. And no one checks them. They're ancient. So, like, if a guy stopped in front of you, you're just going to barrel into him. Like, there's no... Sounds yeah, it's very safe. It's like yeah. going to Coney Islands. Like, half the fun is that it might break. Right. Exactly. Are there a lot of deaths or injuries in this? Well, probably. I'm I would imagine sure. there have yeah. to be. It's a population control measure. I hope they keep track. <laughs> so that's... Yeah. So where... Do you have any plans upcoming? Well, you said you tour a lot of military bases. I've, I've done a few of them. And I've done... 
that was the only time I made it to Japan because our trip, th- these college trips usually, because they're on some sort of a budget, they right. didn't hit the expensive places, you know, so Japan was too expensive for them to incorporate. But so I did a military tour there and we didn't get off base that much. We went to the military base that we went to was mostly Okinawa, but then we did one other one and then we also did Mount Fuji, which oh, is incredible. Cool. There's a military so, base at Mount Fuji? A tiny one. Yep. God bless I'm America. learning so much on the spot. How many military bases we have? Yeah. Military base in Mount. <laughs> just why? We just I know. Another. I have no idea. We're protecting Mount Fuji exactly. from North Korea or something. Yeah, it's a serious issue. Something's need, going on over there. We need scenic spots to attract comics to. Yeah, so that's exactly. That, that's have, why they do it. We need to have military bases. And it really is. It's like it feels like a ski resort. Everything's yeah. kind of like log cabiny out there. Yeah. And maybe that, is it massages. that? Is it like a rest? Is it like an R and R place? No, not at all. It's a tiny base. But I think, <laughs> I think it's, it's uh, just protecting with guns, protecting yeah. Mount Fuji. Got like a seal team. Just killing there. hikers. <laughs> <laughs> just like these hippie, like hippie hikers getting lost in the woods. Yeah. Shot Get rid of them. Get them out. The U.S. military. It uh, might be that they learn a specialized skill there. Like maybe they're learning like sniping or something. There's nothing that they can hit. Yeah, it could it. be something like that. But yeah. I have no idea. They need to laugh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it could. It could be going ready for North Korea. I know. Well, we never laugh like... now. Laugh with that ma- the Mel Fuji <laughs> voice. But you're, they're going to be on the front lines. We'll see. This comes out in a few days, so we're now like ten days away from yeah. the big summit. Oh, right. If it happens. So curious. Do you guys watch The Americans? Mm-mm. I don't. Oh, because it's so good. The big uh, Russian-America summit's about to happen on that show right at the same time. <laughs> oh, wow. Which one's bigger? <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure which one. It's getting bigger ratings. We know the outcome of does the North, other one. In the America, is North Korea involved in that, too, or just Russia? No, nope, just Russia. Okay. I want to find out if they're predicting the future. Yeah, we'll see. I'm going to be in Singapore like eight days before... The supposed uh, summit happens. Yeah. Well, so on the trip, that's what I remember a bunch of people were saying because my communist professor would try to convince everyone because China was so great. And he was like, wasn't this so great? Look at how great communism is. Oh, really? He was that outward about he it? He was really... It's supposed to be subtle. Yeah, yeah. no, no, no. No <laughs> subtlety. A lot of, yeah. And then when we got to India and saw, like, that's a thriving um, democracy over there, supposedly, and it's, it's a mess. You know, I, I thought it was amazing, but it had a lot of like it was dirtier it was oh, yeah. poorer there were a lot more begging there was it was more you know so people were like Ugh. and then they were like and you threw singapore and malaysia in which was too you know really thriving so they were like if you didn't throw in singapore and malaysia you would have made a good argument if right. it was like china and india and it was like ooh, china's maybe doing a little better with this government over here but then they were like no but it can do as well as singapore and malaysia and the other thing is that's one out of like a hundred factors yeah right you can't just take I mean, like china's not true communism in a first of all like it's not not at all <laughs> then it was a little more yeah. so than now yeah. but it's still. not it's the it's the not no one's sharing yeah, like, they don't just give you a job and like yeah. everyone shares money. so it's very capitalist it's very like i would say yeah. more so than america I know those are op- our opposites, but it's like in the sense that just go out and make your own money. Yeah. And like, you know. I think just trade is more restrictive because they want to keep it in in China. Well, so we're, they don't we're, want we're, we're working on that. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Exactly. That's all coming <laughs> down. <laughs> we're opening it up. Yeah. Closing it down. But, but it was but yeah, true. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You saw yeah. you saw those two examples. But you're right. No one takes into account that there's every other example. Like, I mean, every other factor involved. Like, I remember, too, like everything when we went to China was, and I was worried to do anything illegal, but everything was like. Like, dude, this is a pizza place and also a brothel. Like, everything is also a brothel. Everything's also yes. Zoom. Pizza like, Gate. Pizza yeah. Gate Exactly. This You're is right. a church There's and also a brothel. The haircut, what? the barbershops. Yeah. And that's also, like, in cities now, you don't see that as much. 
well, as much. Definitely, I got there in 2004. Okay. And at that time, it was de- it was like everywhere, right? Yeah. And then that kind of got pushed out. Okay. Um, the more like legitimate, all the city. Would your softy business still be there if you would have made it? Gone to softy s- was also a brothel. If it was also a brothel. I missed softy ice cream. <laughs> that's, <right. laughs> that's perfect. Get in the back. Yeah. You really had an ice cream truck yeah. over there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's like amazing. Trucks. How did it do? It went so well that the government took it away from me. Now they yeah, do. That's comedy. Oh my god. See, so screw you, Professor <laughs> Comedy. Professor Gordy. Yeah. Shout out. He's a, I really hope he listens to this. <laughs> I know. All right. It's amazing to be still be a communist in this day and age. Like it's one thing to be a socialist. You're really we're, a we're, denier of reality. Like very progressive yeah. at this point. But like well, communism is like it's harder to hill to die on right now. Well, the like, Bernie, the Bernie board, but not, that's borderline. But it's, but it's not communism. It's socialist, it's little, right, I guess. Socialist. But it was getting there. Yeah, I don't know. I it's guess. great. It's great theories and ideas. It's just hard to employ. It's just like <laughs> point to one place where it worked. Yeah. And then, because even the ones that like like China would be the most successful, but as you said, it's not communist. It's not communist in the way. It's not even close. Yeah. They yeah. now they now call it communist with Chinese characteristics. <laughs> that's the term they use. <laughs> oh, exactly. <laughs> it's the Syracuse defense form of communism. Uh, Allie, okay, we're going to get to the news. You're going to stick around for the news? Yeah, yeah I would love to. Cool. What do you have to promote before we do that? All right, I'll be headlining the second weekend of June, the 8th and 9th, at the Royal Comedy Theater in Minneapolis. Sweet. Yeah, that should be fun. Awesome. All our listeners in Minnesota. Get yeah. out! Go yes. check out the Mall of America. Please. Show. Yeah, exactly. Wait, it's not, is it at the Mall of America? No, it's, an, it's not. It's a little separate theater, but you can go no, I meant in Minnesota. I meant it's in Minnesota. You're confusing our audience. I just, what is, what do I all mean? the things you should do, do in everything. Minnesota. I meant people should travel the show. That's what I meant. Wow. Go to the mall. Oh, make it a weekend. Show. Make it a weekend. Exactly. That's perfect. Yeah. And, and when are you going to announce your tour of all of those places? You should do like a reunion tour uh, of like the entire <laughs> land. That would be amazing. The entire land tour. And then you film a special in the Kama Sutra uh, yes. Jade Temple or whatever it is. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to try to look up one of those temples while we're talking about the news. It's insane. They're so beautiful, too. All right, you do that. Cap, should we get to the news? Play the music. This comes to us from the PS78 Facebook page. Very local news here. Yes, we like to start very low. It's a global pod and a local pod. It's very. Yeah. This has to do with Kaplan's uh, Children's PTA Board. Yes. Right? Big, okay. big, big news. Parent What's the news? Teacher Association. So Teddy Kaplan, we said a couple weeks ago, his son, his six-year-old son, had a walkathon. Last week you- I was plugging it. I was asking the listeners to donate money. Yeah, he was walking ten laps. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't <laughs> counted up all the money that the list, the good listeners sent in. But I thank you guys for all the money you guys sent in. Well, here's the news: oh. the walkathon has been canceled. What? <laughs> due to the weather. Oh, shit. oh. it's today. This it's says today. teachers will do some fun activity. <laughs> teachers will do some fun activity with the children and improvise during the period they were supposed to go outside. What happens to the money? Unfortunately, the school's calendar is booked, and as of now, it can't be rescheduled. So that's it? There's no rain date? Wow. Oh, my God. All right, here's a comment from one of the upset parents. Yeah. Wait, there's no rain date? My daughter told friends and family that she was walking. <laughs> We're just reading from the Facebook page. <laughs> that she was walking to raise money for the school and was sponsored 
money based on the number of laps she was going to walk. Now what? Yeah, that yeah. seems like the easiest thing to reschedule in the world. Just get them out there and walk. It's like it's it give you. It's a field. It's like a couple <laughs> blocks from the off from the from the school, and it's like a it's like a field with like a turf. You know, there's like a pe- like a like a lap field. Right. It's yeah. not a very long ten laps. I don't know the. I don't know the mileage, but it couldn't take these kids more than like 15 minutes. I don't know. Just 20 minutes until tomorrow. Yeah. What's the big deal? Yeah, and they're very, these schools, they have like these, they're very standardized. And Can I take state. the other oh, side of yeah. this? They really don't need to walk. <laughs> yes. Just give them the money. Just give them the money. <laughs> this parent says, now what? I can't just collect money from people when the kids don't walk. Like, I think you can. Actually. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess. I just suffer. I saw there were some other comments. I, I think there's some, the, people, I think they're upset. They're, they teach their kids a lesson. Everything's a teachable moment nowadays. <laughs> so you're like, your kid raised money. Like, literally, I, some of these kids, I don't know who these people are. Their kids are so amazing. Like, my kid, like, Teddy doesn't even know about, like, he literally, the sheet was in his bag. I took it out of the bag. I'm like, what's this? He's like, I don't know. And it's like a walkathon. And then, you know, I handed it to a bunch of people and raised some money. But uh, he doesn't even know. Like, he didn't know a lesson. He didn't learn a lesson. He doesn't know what the money's being raised for. He didn't know what it was in the first place. Right, he didn't know what it was. But some yeah. of these kids, apparently, they, they know everything. They know what how much books cost. How no, much I doubt cost. it. I think the parents just get upset and yeah. half of the kids. I don't think the kids are right, involved. Right, because they guilted like, their this lady, Yes. Yeah, this lady realized egg on her face because her kid's not going to walk 10 laps. And no one knew they were going to walk in the first place. Right, do I have to, so you're saying I don't have to return the money to any of our listeners who donated? Probably not. What, right. Well, what does the money I go for? It goes, it goes towards, it goes towards uh, books, it goes towards recess, because they have to pay, pay for recess. What? Wait, I thought this was going to... Okay, give it back. <laughs> I thought this was going to, like, cancer or something. No, it's for the school. You raise money for the school. Like, uh, yeah, they see the out. difference I'm in, out. like, public schools between, like, well-to-do areas and not well-to-do areas? All the schools suck as, like, a baseline. They have a baseline of suckiness. <laughs> okay. But then in your in your richer, whiter areas, yeah. which I guess I'm saying I'm in now. Oh, look at that. Look, I'm moving on up. But in your, in your upper-middle-class areas, whatever you want to say... The parents are active and they raise money for, and then they buy shit at the school. Because, you know, teachers also pay for a lot of stuff. Teachers pay for, like, pencils and paper oh. and crayons. So this, so basically they're so, walking 10 yeah. laps just to give the teachers money? <laughs> How do you pay for recess? That makes no... What are they, buying a, a tetherball net? Because they don't... They don't no. They don't... In New York City, they don't have... Freeze tag? They don't have, like, a... They need, like, a staff to take the kids outside because you can just let them run outside. Like, there's a playground. There's not oh. enough. There's too many classes. Those are called teachers. Isn't that what teachers Where, but No, but they probably need... Because parents are so, so, like, worried that they probably need, like, one chaperone per two students. And oh, like, like, yeah, a whole yeah, bunch yeah, of I don't, yeah, so there's, like, an outside service. This is a billion dollars. By the way, the service please. that charges it, it's a lot of money. They're like, if every parent, if they raise $500 per kid to have enough money, I'm like, $500 per, like for the year. Wait, I have an even better it. idea. Yeah. I know a lot of comedians who could use some extra money. Yes. Honestly, God. <laughs> pretty sketchy, though. I was going to say, not good Joe Schaefer walk kids <laughs> yeah. around the block and, like, let them play kickball or, like. I'm sure he can. It beats what he's doing now. He sells some scam uh, green energy he thing. He is, which I hate. I mean, I'm very proud of the fact that I would never. Like Joe, I hope Joe does a good job selling that. That you know that green energy stuff when people stand outside. Oh, like in the supermarkets and, and stuff. Like, yeah. a, bunch, a bunch of comics are doing that now. And so this Very guy, communist. Joe Schaefer, got me to buy it. <laughs> yeah. Everyone else is telling me it's a scam. Yeah, it's more like, expensive. Yeah, it's yeah, so it's, much more expensive. I know. I did it too once years ago. I tried to listen to their pitch, and then they got to the part where they're like, "And it's a little more expensive than what you pay." And I was like, "Wait, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do that." Yeah, and you don't see any. Re- I like, will sign him up to uh, watch Tetherball or whatever. All right, so Joe's in. Any other comics who've been on the show who want to help? Oh my god. Every other comic will be selling the kids. Weed. Then we can all return. <laughs> <a problem. laughs> yeah. Gotta make money somehow. Hey, if you can test on material, if you can get these kids to laugh, they're a tough audience. Next news story. Oh, this is. You said you went to Scandinavia. Yeah. Well, look at this. Look, ah, what a great prediction. How perfect. This comes from the Guardian, Kaplan. Yeah. All right. Favorites. 
Finland has overtaken Norway to become the happiest nation on earth, according to a UN report. The 2018 World Happiness Report also charts the state decline of the U.S. as the world's largest economy grapples with the crisis of obesity, substance abuse, and depression. So we're depressed. Finland's happy. Brunei in East Africa is scarred by bouts of ethnic cleansing, civil war, and two attempts. <laughs> wow. Is, is the unhappiest. That took a That's drop off. Person. Really hard. Yeah. I like how what makes us unhappy is like depression. Obesity. Yeah. Too, too much, much food. food. <laughs> and, and Brunei's like, okay. They're trying to exterminate so, my entire race. Sorry. It's not Brunei. It's Burundi. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Burundi. You can't read their name right. They're going to make them more depressed. I'm still learning how to read it. More hate mail. Would you say in your time in Finland the people were happy? Or do you think this is in your We trend? spent a really tiny amount of time in Finland, but in uh, Norway and Sweden, very happy. <laughs> happy people. Yeah, I have the rest lucky either. Very There's... happy. They're, you know what? They're the most beautiful people in the world. They're yeah, all beautiful. Just, beautiful people are happy. The, yeah, and that is yeah. a place where I think socialism is working because it's from small population. Oh, yeah, they have they socialism. All, well, see, if you, yeah. have, a lot of you have, if you have natural resources and beautiful people, you can make socialism work. Well, and Because people will work for less money. And they're just and, happy with and how they're they happy. are. They don't need the fancy they're, cars. You know, they don't need, yeah. You know, having sex with beautiful people. Yes. Everyone's happy. There's no... They're also like, have you ever hung out with them? Have you ever noticed they can just like drink booze and then they're just like, they can go to work the next day? Like, yes. Wait, well, they, don't get, they don't get hangovers. Yeah, they're tall. Hangovers. They're like... Yeah. I'm getting yeah. more unhappy while we... The we talk <laughs> yeah, I'm getting more obese. Yeah. <laughs> they're like naturally strong. Also, I guess because they're Vikings, which right. would... Yeah, that's their heritage. Not to take it down. But you know, I would even want to be a member of a country. Like, I hate happy people. So if I were in a country where everybody was happy, yeah, I would be I would be annoyed, and then content. it would ruin my whole like. So I don't want to live in the happiest place on earth. Is what I'm trying to say. Well, they don't want you. Yeah. <laughs> I found out I'm 12 percent Nordic when I did the, the, the test. Oh, Ooh, that, I haven't done one of those. I don't think I got it. I think maybe I got the happy. I think I mostly got the sauna. Like, don't they like to sauna? Yes. I love a sauna. Is that a vert? Like a sauna? <laughs> yeah, that's what they like call it. <laughs> Go sauna. for a, a that sprint. That is that 12%. Yeah, because yeah. not many Americans who enjoy saunas. They're like, it's so hot in I here. I never to the point of the sauna. It's like the woods. It's like annoying. It's, it's a hangover cure. At least the steam room, you get the like, it feels I good for the you. It feels like you're doing something good for your skin. Yeah. I'm a big sauna. You're a sauna I didn't guy. get. I didn't get the no hangover or the naturally big, but I did get the sauna. All right. All right. Last news story of the week. Cocaine, oh, from Newsweek. This is yeah. from Newsweek. Yeah. Cocaine can be delivered faster than takeout pizza in England and Scotland, according to a recent global drug survey. And that is why capitalism is superior to communism. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Professor. Wow. It's all about demands. Honestly, God, that should be the happiest place in the world. My God. <laughs> yeah, you're right. England and Scotland. More than one third of cocaine users in England and 500 in Scotland say they were able to get the drug delivered within a half an hour. Wait, is there like do drug dealers offer your money back like Domino's? Yeah. <laughs> Can you track it on yeah. your phone? <laughs> they have a guarantee. Yeah. Um, they found that only twelve percent in England and ninety percent in Scotland say their pizza would arrive in thirty minutes. That's the bigger problem, I think. Yeah, pizza should be a half an hour. Right? Yeah, I mean, well, you don't have to be... cook the cocaine. Yeah, it's sure it's ready. Yeah. It's time to. Add. You know, it, it, uh, it gets me thinking about a bit of a billion dollar idea. But like, you know how like nowadays, like it used to be like you'd order your food, you had to order from where you live in New York. Yep. Now there's these services, seamless, caviar. They deliver all over the city, yeah. anywhere. So why can't there be a service that delivers you weed and pizza? Like a coca- cocaine wouldn't go with it. Why can't coke dealers like, deal- also bring pizzas? Well, they can, saying? but I'm saying all people doing coke aren't really eating the pizza. So I'm saying other drugs that you might be eating. Like, well, and weed's pretty much legal now. So the weed's weed pizza thing legal. should we be need a to get viable like, business. But yeah. they, have these, they have these people who pick up like multiple things at a time. Yes. Like, and like, yeah, like, give you a ride home as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can't you call yeah, for yeah, your pizza so Uber, and your weed and Uber a ride drugs, home? Uber drugs. Uber drugs. <laughs> like they can't get the drugs and the pizza. <laughs> Uber drugs. <laughs> this is a billion dollar idea. 
Kevin, we are we we like we give our audience so much. If they would just invest with us, if they did a Mad Money Kramer, yeah. Yeah. but with us, tell that Venmo guy he's gonna invest in more than your podcast. Exactly. And I mean, I, I mean, maybe the secret is that, like the delivery guys on Coke because you're moving fast. And you're, more focused. Yeah. you're like, we get the pizza delivery guys on Coke, but not eating pizza, but not eating the pizza because that slows them down. Well, I was a pizza delivery guy in high school. Oh, nice. I, I thought I, that would be a great job. Yeah. Well, I I was eating the pizza. That was, that was really slowing me down. Every time. <laughs> You get halfway to the house and just eat it. Well, I was in. I worked for Little Caesars, and um, you you ever have a Little Caesars? Oh yeah, I know Little Caesars. I think that's one. I think that I think it's a female owner, and she's a billionaire. There's something about the owner that I've read about. Yeah, I I was ahead of my time. Not Caesar. It's it's like Lisa Caesar. Lisa Caesar. (laughs) See, I, I always worked for great feminists. But, yeah. I, I might but, be totally wrong. Anyone but, who fact checks this podcast yeah, is like, no that does. girl is out I'm of very lucky. Mind. No one's still listening. So when I delivered pizzas, though, it was like, I remember Domino's. We thought we were all jealous of those guys because they had maps. This is the they had like a giant map of the city in their cars. We didn't get anything. What did you guys get? We had, we had, they had, um, a map in the shop you were allowed to look at it Once. and like write down directions like, and then you had to go they're like you like, 60 seconds or you would ask we used to ask people on the phone how to get to places like literally ask That's them where do you amazing. live so I would get lost all the time I forgot about that part yeah. of being a pizza delivery wait <laughs> and you would just eat the pizza I would eat the well I remember there was the one time the greatest time ever was like once I went and like there was a bunch of pizzas I was doing it once and they're like Kaplan uh, the manager they have another one I'm like what so I ran back out and I left the car to restart it and I locked <laughs> the car shut with the car running and the pizza's inside oh my and I'm God. like I can't I have the key the key's inside was the heater on can you get more well so I call and it was such a busy night that like we're not making them the pizzas we have all this stuff going on you have to figure it out so oh I had to call God. like AAA and they had to come and then I remember I delivered these pizzas and they were something like two hours late and I went I, the first people I delivered them to they literally were like, they didn't say anything. They just like gave me a tip. Like it wasn't like, wow, oh, wow. like it was a big deal. And the second people I got there, they were like, oh, we call again. No cell phone. So I show up and they're like, oh, we already called and canceled that order. Like, for, like they wouldn't take the Three pizza. Three and a half hours ago. <laughs> so like, you ate it. I ate that cold pizza. Nice. Yeah, but I got no money and I was like, out. Yeah. So, but it was yeah, I get lost all the time. And now if I were a cocaine uh, deal at the same time in my life, which well, I wasn't, yeah. But you probably like you probably be better at. You would just know like I got it with my clients. There's more riding on it. There's more riding on it, yeah. They're yeah. not just going to be like, oh, yeah. oh we called and canceled. There's no, no call hate- and cancel your order <laughs> if you didn't get your coke. <laughs> you There's more riding on it. Yeah. Even if you show up on time, you still could be greeted with a guy with a gun with yeah. his coke. Yeah. 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 You wouldn't lock your coke in a car. No. No. Well, I mean, no. Wait, <laughs> does everyone I mean, ask you as a pizza boy did you ever get like propositioned like in the old 80s movies oh yeah um no I, every single day I would root for that, I hope that every single day I'm like if I go to like some rich house I'd be like oh and it'd be like here we go it's yes. like five in the, it's like four in the afternoon I'm like dad's not you know the, the man's out working yeah like, she's gonna open the door in her little nighty and some bored housewife you know, the Allentown housewife yeah it's never never once happened or it'd be like a friend of mine's mom and no so they never there weren't there weren't that many never happened the other day I opened the door for a pizza delivery guy and the guy wished me happy mother's day I was like is he coming on me it was mother's day he's like happy he's like give me he goes uh can you make sure he handed me the pizza and literally goes can you make sure to write a good review I was like I didn't even try the pizza wow and then he's like happy I was like okay I'll do what I can do he's like happy mother's day (laughs) and I swear to god now that I'm telling you the story he's like he made a note of saying not making this up he made a note of saying we got this here in under 30 minutes Wow. And so he might have read this article. He made pizza. The pizza business might be sensitive to this cocaine coming for their business thing. <laughs> so people are getting coke instead of pizza. <laughs> like we need to let them know we yeah. get our pizzas out. Yeah. I think there's there's a review. So we stayed at Airbnb yeah. last weekend, and 
the lady let us stay a few hours late because we, we were flying out till later, which was very nice of her. But then in her review of me, she reviewed herself. Oh, she's the most genius idea. She goes, Turner was a very nice house guest, and he he was so excited when I said he could stay three hours late. Uh, that's hilarious. Maybe that's this guy's story. I didn't know you were, that is do you have a rating in Airbnb, like the way you do Uber? I guess I so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think everything gets rated. Yeah. Now, there's nothing you do that doesn't get rated anymore. Do you, so you think the pizza delivery guy's rating me as a customer? Yeah, probably. He's like, I wish him happy Mother's Day. He didn't even and say he thank didn't you. Even, he seems oh, and he, he, he thought I was coming on to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was wearing a nightie and everything. That was the ugliest mother I've ever seen. Yes, it was... <laughs> <laughs> All right, Uber drugs. Get it, people. Start that idea. I'm going to go to work. Give us half. <laughs> Allie, thank you for doing the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having yeah. me on. That was so much fun. Yeah. Blast. Well, Kaplan, what should we do? Get lost. Get lost. Well, is it such a sin to linger with the magazines? I want a chocolate bar. Maybe something sweet I want a stranger with your face So I followed her to this place It's been so long I've been around the world I say hello to Howie Say hello to Spike Cause the canals in Camden are filled with bottles tonight To watch the ripples fade away To feel the rain upon my head And so I could say I've been around And how I wish I was in your apartment tonight to hear the rain come down, down upon your roof. To see you close beside, close beside your bed. To lie listen to your breath. Instead of being, I've been around the world.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.